This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 25th, 2022. Put it into practice. Think higher. Well, good morning again, Connection Church. Good morning, those of you online. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Carrie Jones. This looks a little different than normal, doesn't it? Um, Usually my husband Alan is here, and if this is your first time, we tag team preach, so this is kind of different than what our norm is, but Alan is having a wonderful 24 hours away with our son Turner. Yeah, aw. So Turner turned 30. I'm glad I'm not getting older, but he is. And, you know, since he's gotten married, and it's like five years or so, they haven't had much time together, you know, father and son, and they were like this. And so they, this is their first time, and, you know, since before he was married, Turner was married, and they went to go see Ringo Starr, so that's like really fun for them. But uh, they're on their way home, and I'm just grateful to be able to share today's message. Before I get started... You might have wondered what was going on out in the parking lot with the tents and the stage and everything. We had the opportunity to host Relay for Life yesterday. It was so cool. I mean, the way the luminaria were, it was around the circle and they made a track and the, the hope sign lit up last night, took my breath away and then I did the slideshow And Mike Rotina, you know, we honored Mike. He was a saint of our church. He's in heaven now. And um, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. They're going to have it again next year. And it might be an overnight. So I'm so grateful that God has given us this space so that we could be a part of that because cancer has certainly affected all of us in some way, and we just wanted to share with you the really awesome thing that happened on this property. And hopefully a lot of people will come to the fall festival because they saw the signs, so that's really good. I am a sinner, and I've been saved by the grace of Jesus. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share the message this morning. Settle us in, and I trust you, Lord, with everything that, that you've given me, and um, I would pray that we would all be able to think higher. I pray this in your name. Amen. So I have been looking forward to this particular sermon for years. I didn't know it would be today, but this Philippians, I told you last week, is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And specifically, chapter 4 is it for me because there's so many great verses in chapter 4. God worked it out that like a long time ago, today would be the day that I get to talk about Philippians chapter 4. Go figure how he works. So many go-to verses in chapter 4. This is on my, um, right in front of my face at my desk. It's the scripture that we will be sharing, part of the scripture that we'll be sharing today. This Philippians passage, it guides my thinking, it 
orders my steps. It governs my heart. All right, let's recap. We started in early September with uh, the theme is put it into practice and Bonnie's message, chapter one, her major takeaway, I love this, God is good even when life isn't. And then the following week, Stephanie Griffin shared and her line was, go lower. Remember that? It was talk about, talking about our position of humility with Christ and she talked about Jesus being our ultimate example the ultimate example for us and our submission in humility and then last week Alan and I talked about chapter three and in that chapter we lifted out that press on toward the goal and we our line was look to the future forget the past so today dun -da -da -da, chapter four here we are Yay, and my message is called Think Higher. Say think higher. You're going to hear that a lot. Think higher. So my confession, gosh, I confess in front of you guys all the time, and here's another one. I've been on a quest for quite a few years. It started a while back, years ago, and it continues today. My quest began when I noticed that I tend to take everything to heart. Everything. Like, I took things personally even when it had nothing to do with me. Somebody would say, I need to talk to you, Carrie. And I'm like, okay, what did I do? Well, how did I, you know, I just automatically go there. Thank you, those of my friends here who say, can I talk to you? And it's about the fall festival. It's like, oh, okay, I didn't do it. But my mind just goes to this place sometimes. And it doesn't have anything to do with me, but I make it about me. And I try so hard to do my best. I give everything I've got, but I fall short, really, of my own expectations but of others as well. And over time, when that has happened, like some not good stuff has happened, but my emotions tended to run high. And it was like there's this war going on in my mind. Has anybody ever experienced anything like that? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you could preach on this one, huh? Yeah. So I picked up this book a couple years ago. I've talked about it. You've heard about it. Some of you are reading it, have read it. Winning the War of Your Minds. And the byline is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. It's by Craig Rochelle. He's an author and pastor, Life Church. His uh, U version of the Bible, which many of us have on our Bibles, is from Craig's church. And this book, when I read it a couple of years ago, it was like, yes. Yes. And so it taught me how to think higher. That I made that up, not Craig. Think higher. And I'm thinking, gosh, this is really, really good stuff. But then old stuff starts seeping in. And then I get caught again. And so I picked up the book again. 
couple years later, and now my small group is doing it, and we're reading it, and we're praying about it, and we're studying it, and looking at scriptures that apply, and it's making a difference. I really feel a difference. The difference is that I'm putting it into practice. It's one thing to think about it, to pray about it, but you have to put things into practice. And so, good book, recommend it 100%. Last week, we talked about um, joy and the word rejoice in chapter 3. Paul talks about that. Paul wrote Galatians. It's a letter to a church at Philippi that he founded. And he emphasized, you know, rejoice, rejoice. And at the beginning of chapter 4 in Philippians, we find that, again, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 5, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Remember, he says something, then he's going to say it again. That's what we talked about last week. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Then, that was verse 4 and 5, then Paul's tone shifts to meeting you and I right where we are, right where we are. He says this, remember, he says, the Lord is near, the gentleness be evident to all. Do not be anxious about anything. Huh. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all under... Hi, Wes and Anna. Welcome back. Anyway, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. God knows us. God gets us. God gets you. You know how you have this friend or your person and they just get you? God gets you even more. And God knows that we have thoughts and feelings and emotions and that we think about a ton of things, like a gazillion things a day. Will I have enough to pay the rent? What will I find out in the results of my lab work or the MRI? I'm really worried about my kid. I wonder if when she goes to school, how she's going to handle what's going on. Gosh, I'm feeling weighed down about the next season of my life. There's a lot of things that take our minds to different places, lots of emotions, and all that is normal. Our th I mean, God created our, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and they can be a good thing. They are a good thing until, until they start getting to us and taking us down a place where it's like this rabbit trail, and then the anxiety and the fear and the worry just starts invading instead of being able to say, okay, yeah. It's like a war. That's what he says. It's like a war in our minds. So Groeschel says in his book, and it is the very first page, and that's what got my attention initially. 
Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What we think shapes who we are. Now just think about that. Like that, oh yeah. What we think shapes who we are. And then on the next page, he says, the life we have is a reflection of what we think. Hmm. Wow. In the Bible, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And then a few chapters later, we read, those who trust in themselves are fools. But those who walk in the wisdom are kept safe. You see, sometimes our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions are very unreliable. We can't trust them. And so what do we do? That's what we're going to be talking about today. That's when we have to think higher. And that's what today's scripture is so good about teaching us. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Easier said than done sometimes. So when we feel those thoughts and our anxiety begin to creep in, I'm here to say that our thoughts need to go higher. We need to think higher. This next thing I'm going to say is something to take home. Prayer is not our last line of defense. It's our first line of offense. He says it right here. Don't be anxious. Every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Prayer is not an afterthought. Prayer needs to be at top of mind. It not only moves the heart of God, but did you know that it changes the chemistry of our brain? That was like amazing to me when I heard that. And I actually Googled it, and it is true. Because everything's true. No, this, check this out. Dr. Caroline Leaf, now her title alone is worth something. Communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscientist. Hmm. So she studied the brain. And she says this, it has been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. Now, I don't know what they're looking at, but before and after looks different. I don't know about you, but I think I want the different. Yeah, prayer changes the brain. Don't be anxious about anything. But, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Groeschel says that worry or anxiety is, this is hard to say, it's hard to hear, sin, that the worry and anxiety is the sin of distrusting the promise and power of God. Ooh. 
It's hard to hear. Life is hard. Life is hard. There's lots of emotion. There's lots of things to worry about. But we're called to think higher. And here's the benefit of doing that. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Who wouldn't want that? So back to my quest. Um, I thought I was doing pretty well with this. And I was working and putting things into practice. And my mind, I have got these go-to verses where if I'm struggling with something, it automatically goes, you know, like this muscle memory. There's certain, you know, I'll fight for you, says the Lord. You only need to be still. With God, all things are possible. And so I just have this conversation and and I'm thinking that things are going really well I've been able to relax more and um, feeling more settled and peaceful isn't it funny how everything can be fine and there can be like 10 really positive things that maybe somebody says to you and then one comes in and it's the 10 are all negated yeah that's what happens to me and so here I'm thinking I'm doing pretty well. And I took this assessment because I started working with a coach. And part of the coaching is, is this assessment. And the assessment's called Energy Leadership Index Assessment. And so it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. This is great. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. So I got the assessment back, and there were some good things, but it indicated that I handled stress in a really negative way, bad way, even a destructive way. And I do know that from a couple years that I've shared that story, but I really thought I was doing better. And this indicated that maybe I was a little bit delusional. It didn't make sense to me, though. I mean, my whole life is dealing with stress or everybody else's. I was an ICU nurse. I worked for hospice. You know, 40 years of nursing with, like, life and death and, and all that. I mean, that's stress. And then um, being called into ministry was stress. And... Um, by that time, I had four little, four kids. And then when Alan was called in, that was stress. Three years later, our lifestyle changed. And then when God called us to work together, that was stress for both of us. God worked that one out much better than I ever dreamed in my life. Teaming up. Starting a church, stress. Building a church, more stress. COVID, a lot of stress. We've had sick parents in our home. We've taken care of, you know, raised our kids. You know, my grandkids, that's like where my stress is zero because I just get to have fun and give them ice cream. <laughs> then their parents have stress. But I'm wondering, what was this assessment saying? And it really messed me up. 
I could, I like was like tearful. I'm on a Zoom call with my sister and brothers. I'm like, they said that I don't handle stress. They're like, Carrie, you're like the one. You're my go-to person. You can't be like this. And I'm like, it says I am. So I thought, okay, I need to get my thoughts back together. I need to think higher. Think higher. Here's what the Bible says about thinking. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. By how? Changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Colossians 3.2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. The Bible has so much to say about thinking. And so there I was, my thoughts were really affecting my soul, and I knew that the enemy was attacking again, that's what happens, and so it was time to allow God to renew my thoughts, and I was going to stand on his unchanging truth, that takes practice because you have to get to know God and you have to read, and, but it's, it's possible and it's about thinking higher. So what should we think about? How do we think higher? It's one thing to say it. How can we put it into practice? Paul tells us in the next part of the scripture, verses 8 and 9, this is what's on this plaque, what I'm getting to now. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, we're praiseworthy. What are the next few words? Think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, what's it say? Put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. I love this scripture. Let's pick it apart a little bit. It starts with finally. Finally, brothers and sisters, Paul has a lot to say in his letter to the church at Philippi. Encouragement, a little bit of warning. We talked about that last week. And he loves this church. He talks about humility and unity and Christian living and joy. And he's just gotten done talking about uh, don't be anxious about anything and peace will come. And then he says, finally, okay, I think he's like coming in for the big clothes. Finally, he's declaring something pretty important. And he's telling us how to think higher. Paul says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever. He goes on, whatever. Da, da, da. I want to pause for a minute on the word whatever. Really interesting word because in our culture, it's like, whatever, whatever. Don't you hate it when like your kid says whatever? It's like this apathy thing or this who cares attitude. That is not what this means in scripture. In fact, it's in scripture 173 times and it talks about wholehearted obedience and blessing. Whatever here means no matter what. So he says, 
whatever, no matter what, think on what is true. True, genuine, free from error, correct. And I'm not talking about relative truth. I'm not talking about what might be true for one person and not another person. I'm talking about absolute truth. Truth that is true no matter what the circumstances for everybody. Truth like Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Truth like you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Truth like in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Truth. Absolute truth. Think on those things, whatever you do, and put it into practice. Paul says, think on whatever is noble. Was anybody into watching the procession, the Queen Elizabeth uh, stuff on TV? I mean, nobility. Ooh, we don't see that kind of thing around here, do we? Wow. Um, when I think of noble, I think of high character and I think of honorable and worthy. And, and that came through with the queen and actually quite impressive about all this stuff about her faith. And when you think of nobility, you can't think of noble. It's like this word that pulls you up, draws you up, helps us think higher. Whatever is noble. Next. Whatever is right, not wrong, right. The original Greek word right uh, means morally, morally right, proper. It's about a relationship too in the Greek. And so that's good advice for us. Paul talks about unity, be of one, one mind, one spirit. That's true for us today. This is so relevant. Think about whatever is right, think higher. Next, whatever is pure, uncontaminated, without blemish. Purity is not a popular word these days. It's a good word. Created me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will inherit the earth. That's part of the Sermon on the Mount of Jesus' teaching. Think about whatever is pure, and that helps us think what? Higher. Say think higher. Okay, great. Next, whatever is lovely. Isn't that a lovely word? Lovely. Do you know it's the only time found in the New Testament? Wow, I would think that that lovely word would be in more, but it's not. Lovely, it means beautiful, but it, it goes beyond that. I had to think about what the word lovely really meant, and I did some research, and when we think about whatever is lovely, it's that we are dwelling on things that inspire us. I like this other uh, commentator who said, he defined it as those things whose grace attracts. Aren't we attracted to loveliness? Yeah. It's hard to think on lovely things and be negative. It's hard to think on lovely and be too anxious. So it's think higher. And then whatever is admirable, deserving of high self-esteem, uh, excellent. Aren't there people that we admire? 
we saw that again with the Queen, hundreds of thousands of people actually all over the world. I have great respect for her as I've learned more about her. But for me, Jesus gets my admiration. Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Think higher. And so in this scripture, Paul says, whatever, you know, think about all those things. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Whatever, there's that word again, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Yeah, there you go. We can practice this. When we practice, it becomes like a muscle memory and our brains, our thoughts go up and we begin to think higher. And what is a byproduct of that? The peace of God. Who doesn't need a little peace? The peace of God will be with us. And so, as Groeschel said, and as I believe, changing our thinking can change our lives. And it changes our lives because we become more aligned with the mind of Christ. And our attitude becomes the attitude of Christ. I've been doing this a lot lately when I've been preaching because I think of this plumb line, this, this guide. It's not a guide. It's like this absolute. And that's where I want to be. If this is Jesus, I want to be here. And as Christians, that's actually what we should all want to be. Yeah. So changing our thinking in this, in this scripture that I've done, three things. Paul says this scripture is about our thoughts. You know, think on these things. And then that moves to action. Put it into practice. And then that moves to experience. What we experience is the peace of God. Whew. Thought, action, and experience. Our thoughts shape our lives. The life we have is a reflection of what we think. What we think will, be, will determine what we become. Winning the war in our minds, that is so possible. It absolutely is. We just need to think higher. And Paul lays out a way to do that. So I'm doing better. I've been, <laughs> for now... I've been praying, and I've been studying, and I've been meditating, and y'all know that Alan and I just had a, a great two weeks with my feet in the sand, and the last couple of days I was at this conference with like a couple thousand like-minded pastors, and it was like incredible, and I'm so full. I could probably talk for hours, but my time is coming to an end, and here's what I've come to believe about this assessment. It was important for me to pay attention to it. I haven't dug into it because what I realized and what I, that doesn't define me. Jesus defines me. It's just a paper. I don't know what kind of day I was having when I took it. So you are defined by Jesus. 
and we have all these things come into our heads to mess with our thoughts and cause us anxiety, think higher. Jesus loves you so much and wants to order your steps, and we have a choice. Our choice is to think higher. And the byproduct of that is peace. So what are you thinking about today? What's on your mind? With everybody that's in here, there are some of you that have like this weight on you that you wonder if you can even like go. We can. We just need to think higher and trust that we are never forsaken and never alone. I want to say the whole scripture from start to finish, and I'd like for you to join me in doing that. But I'd like for you to, if you're able, to stand up because, come on, stand up. Now, when we stand up, it's like we're, we're going higher. You know, it feels good. It feels good. Let's say this together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, let me hear it. That's it. And the peace of God and the God of peace will be with you. That's the good news. Let's think it, let's practice it, and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for your word found in Scripture. Thank you for the book of Philippians. Thank you for the truth of your word. Help us lean in so that when our thoughts run away, we can get centered right back with you. You are our, our light and our life. And you are our foundation. And it's in your name I just give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.